Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. You know, 15 years ago, the current rector of the Cathedral of St. Paul nearly trashed his childhood baseball card collection, but decided at the last second he should hold on to it. This week, those cards went to auction to help kids attend Catholic schools. And on joining us here on the show, Father John Ubel, to talk about his close call at the rectory dumpster and how his love for Catholic education has uh, inspired him. Thanks for being on the show, Father. Great to have you with us. Oh, thank you, Patrick. My pleasure, indeed. And I, I love your intro. Indeed, it was a, a great decision not to throw them away. Yeah, that's right. Well, walk us through what happened at, uh, with your baseball cards on that nearly fateful day uh, a long time ago. Well, first of all, when I was a little boy, we started collecting them. Sometimes we would get a quarter from a neighbor for doing a chore and go up to the corner store, and for 10 cents you could buy a pack of 10 cards and a stick of gum. So my love for the cards began way back when I was about seven years old. And then what happens so typically is you get busy in junior high and high school and set them aside. They're up in the attic for a long time. But then I eventually took them with me when I went from assignment to assignment. But as you said, about 15 years ago, I just thought this is a good time to pare down your your belongings, give away some books and some clothes. And I literally had the Girl Scout cookie box at the dumpster. (laughs) The last minute changed my mind. Mm. Well, grateful for that. Absolutely. Now, at that time, then I also became a little more interested in them. And that's when I purchased a few more cards as an adult. So not every card in my collection was uh, as a kid. A few of them were purchased a little bit later. Yeah, well, even non-baseball fans know the names of Hank Aaron and Jackie Robinson. How did you come about these, uh, these, I assume, really rare cards? So I've always been interested in their stories, and I can remember as a 10-year-old watching Hank Aaron beat Babe Ruth's record yeah. uh, in that wonderful evening game. And so he was always my favorite player who wasn't a Minnesota twin. What I didn't know then at age 10 is what he faced in terms of backlash in the, in the racial era, and that was news to me. Obviously, later I learned about uh, Jackie Robinson and more about his story and his faith, too, his strong faith. And so those two players, I really wanted their rookie cards, and there's something special about having a rookie card. So I purchased those probably in 2009 or 2010, something like that, and uh, I had no idea that they were going up in value until very, very recently. Mm. Now, the whole... The whole plan, uh, well, walk us into the plan, too. Tell us how you it kind of hit you that, hey, maybe I can sell these cards and donate the money to Catholic school scholarships. I really do think it was providential because what happened was I'd heard a phrase being bantered around that the Catholic schools are hitting it out of the park this year. They have wonderful protocols. They're keeping kids safe while providing a good quality in-person educational experience. And then I came back from the prayer service for life, January 22nd, and it was a text message from my brother Andy saying Hank Aaron just died. Mm. And all of a sudden I decided to go pull out the cards from where they were being stored and took a look at them. And that's when I just went online. So I just wonder what this is worth, you know, so many years later. And then those two things came together and I said, why do you keep holding on to these um, and put them in a, in a container why don't you do something with them? And so I called up the good people at AIM Higher Foundation and had a three-way conversation with the president and the vice president of that organization, Gene Houghton and Ricky Austin. And I said, I've got an idea. You know, what do you think about this? And I think they were a little taken back at first. And I'm not sure that each of them understood that there could be some real potential value here until we talked through it. But they were very welcoming of the idea. And I decided, let's just, let's just do it. 
Yeah. Well, speaking of potential value, you have any idea how much the cards are worth? I estimated the the collection. So I have these two big cards, another number of uh, half a dozen cards that are graded professionally, and then about 60 cards that are not graded. They call them raw in the hobby. Okay. It's in sleeves. And I kind of estimated maybe up to $31,000 for the whole set. It could turn out to be more. Wow. That's the thing with an auction. You never know. If two people want something, all of a sudden they can bid them way up. Right. And give us the details on the auction. When is it happening and, and how is it taking place? So two cards are already being auctioned because with the Jackie Robinson and the Hank Aaron, we did go through a, a third party. They take care of them. They photograph them and send them out uh, at the end of the auction. So those are already on eBay. And then the other cards all go on sale for auction Noon this Friday, noon on Friday, and it goes all the way through Sunday night at 8 o'clock. So it'll be a weekend auction, Leitari Sunday. I purposely chose that weekend because uh, it's it's a time when we can have a little bit of a celebration in the midst of our Lenten penance. Right. Perfect. Perfect. So if you're listening to the show, either on Friday night, Saturday afternoon, or Sunday afternoon, there's still time, right? There. And how about the, the two, the, the the big cards, Hank Aaron and Jackie Robinson, are they going to be on auction up until that time as well? Yes. In fact, because of the time change and a little bit of a confusion, they, they will actually be on sale until 10 o'clock on Sunday night, long after oh. I'm usually in bed. So I'll have yeah. to really take a nap that <laughs> afternoon. But yeah, those will go all the way until 10 o'clock on, on Sunday night. Fantastic. I just, I've never had so much fun with almsgiving in my life, uh, Patrick. It, it's the joy of giving, and this has been a real boom for me. I've just thoroughly enjoyed this whole process, putting them together, putting together lots. We have 25 lots. Sometimes it's a wow. single card. Sometimes it's up to eight cards. I'm afraid there are no Green Bay Packers, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Well, yeah, maybe maybe for future for future auctions and right, uh, right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, and and this may well inspire others because this story, I mean, it's it's made its rounds. I saw it actually picked up by CNN, and um, others have seen it around the country, maybe even around the world. Which leads me to ask, Father. Uh, just between you and me and all of our listeners, of course, uh, did uh, has anybody contacted you and says, hey, I'll give you this much money, for, especially for one of the big cards? When I first thought of this idea, I went to a local baseball card show. I drove out to Bloomington, and I was just trying to get some advice. I said, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What would you suggest? And somebody offered me on the spot some pretty serious cash for the Hank Aaron. And oh, okay. He had just died, and so... So, yes, I have been uh, offered uh, a number of things, um, but I just said, no, this is for an auction. But I, let me yeah. tell you one other quick story. Yeah, so please. My mother, my mother lives in a senior residence, wonderful place in St. Paul, and one of her neighbors across the hall came across to see her and said, I want to talk to you, and gave her a signed baseball from Harmon Killer Group. But the story behind it is this woman's son was the gentleman on the airplane that went down in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, Tom Burnett Jr. Wow. from Bloomington. People might remember the story where he's the one who said, let's roll, and they tried to you know, rush the cockpit. Mm-hmm. He's a real hero, and the twins presented her with that ball in his honor, and she said, I want this to go for something that will help children. I mean, I, what can you, you, those stories are just incredible. Yeah, 
Inspirational indeed, and, and obviously people are, are living out that inspiration already, which is wonderful, especially, as you mentioned, in this season of Lent, where we're especially focused on almsgiving and that sort of thing. Let's Absolutely. talk about— And it should be fun. It should be fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it should be. You're right, you're right. It's not something that we uh, we have to do with drudgery, but it should be filled with joy, right? Wonderful Absolutely. thing. Let's let's talk some about uh, about the Aim Higher Foundation. Give us a little more insight into what that is and and how specifically they support Catholic uh, students or potentially Catholic students in need. Aim Higher Foundation was begun just about a decade ago um, by uh, several wonderful lay people in the archdiocese to be able to provide thousand dollar scholarships to augment because many schools run short of financial aid. So really, Aim Higher does one thing, and they do it very well. They've been slowly building up uh, their resources to be able to support these children. And the big difference is they commit to them all the way through eighth grade. Mm. So it's not just you get one scholarship to get in the door, and then, well, next year we'll see what happens. No. If you come in as a kindergartner, you will have that scholarship each year that you are enrolled in a, in a Catholic school. This past year nearly 2,000 scholarships were awarded, about 1,955. And next year, we hope to go over the 2,000 mark. Right, right. Well, and I know that uh, in your in your previous parish, St. Agnes, and with St. Agnes School, you were you're so deeply involved in that uh, in in that school. And unfortunately, as far as I know, the cathedral still does not have a school attached to it. Though who knows in the future what might happen there. But tell us about some of your own uh, love and appreciation for Catholic education, too, Father. It's very deeply rooted. Um, I've been in Catholic schools ever since kindergarten, all the way through seminary, even a little bit beyond. And they have formed me. I have great memories. And that's one of the things about even the card collection. You, know, you remember when you were in first grade. You remember when you were in second grade. Got great memories of those times. And so to be able to provide this for more students, you know, this year, the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, increased its K-8 enrollment by 5.5%. Mm. That's huge because yeah. for past years, it's been slowly, you know, diminishing a bit. And so this is the first year, kind of a real rejuvenation. And I think the people that selected the Catholic schools this year are happy. I think they're going to come back, and I think that growth is going to continue. Right. So just in case there are some parents listening, or if maybe maybe somebody will recommend that parents listen to this who are kind of on the fence. You know, they're thinking, eh, well, Catholic school is quite an expenditure versus public school, which is maybe not so much of an expenditure. What would you say to help uh, convince them that Catholic schools are the right choice? I think it has to do with the community that is formed. Um, oftentimes I meet people my age and a little bit younger who still tell me that their closest friends are from their Catholic school days, even more so than college friends. Uh, those memories, they have reunions. People remain rooted in the neighborhood, and they've got great memories of it. And it forms them in the faith. It teaches them about sacrifice. It teaches them about living a life of virtue. And that is so needed today. And I think they provide an indispensable um, gift uh, to the, the Church by having a Catholic school system. It's not obviously not as large as it used to be, about 1.5 million nationwide. But again, this is a critical time to support them and hopefully even encourage them to grow. Mm, wonderful. So, Father, I, I, I have to ask more on the personal level, going back to the baseball cards in the auction. Any sense of loss at all in terms of uh, auctioning off these cards? Well, it's too late to change my mind now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Good point, good point. No, I've never had more 
uh, enjoyment and, and joy out of giving. I haven't even had a second thought, not one. Interestingly enough, though, the cards that are, are most difficult to part with aren't even necessarily the most valuable, but the ones that have huh. the most memories to me. So, for example, in 1970, Nolan Ryan. I was oh, so yeah. Amazed. He threw 100 miles an hour. Yeah. That one is, is a decent card, but certainly not at the top of my uh, my collection. But that one is going to be more difficult to, to part with. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the Hank Aaron and, and Jackie Robinson, but they can do so much good, so much more good than in, in my shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm grateful for that and grateful for your generosity, Father. Any other collections that uh, you might have tucked away there? Any further, any uh, different auctions running through your mind at all? Or are we just I focusing can, on this one for now? I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> the future ones. But I'll just say I'm, I'm focused on this one right now, and it's aimhigherfoundation.org. And if people go online, they can see pictures of all the cards. They know it's important to card collectors. And even if you're not a collector but want to help out aim higher, there's an opportunity for you to, to do that as well. So we'll Wonderful. see what the future holds, but uh, maybe other people will pick up the mantle, um, no pun intended, mm-hmm. Mickey Mantle. And, and Mickey Mantle, nice. Similar. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. Mickey very... Mantle, in case you're interested. <laughs> Right. Very nicely played there, Father. Well, two things before I let you go, Father. One is, I'm just curious, because I know, having been at the cathedral and worked with you for so long, that uh, there's always a spring prediction on the Twins. Any any predictions this year yet? Have you released that yet in the bulletin? I haven't. I always do that the Sunday before opening day. Oh, okay. So we got a little ways to wait yet. Okay, yes. very good. And although we just did hear, a, we just did receive a blessing from Archbishop Hebda, I'm wondering if you would leave us with a blessing as well. I would love to. We are so privileged to be able to work with Relevant Radio and to have our masses broadcast. It's been a tremendous gift. And I can tell you how many emails and, and handwritten letters I've gotten from people who are listening to Mass um, during this pandemic. And so thank you to Relevant Radio. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Father Ubel, thank you for joining us on the program, and thank you for your generosity in this. We look forward to seeing how much how much is raised for Catholic school kids. Thank you so much, Patrick. God bless. Take care. God, God bless. All right. Wonderful. We'll have more details on that at the end of the show. Uh, but coming up, we're going to take our next break. We have how the very first adorers of Christ can help you out in your Eucharistic adoration. Stay with us to find out how. How? 